Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. This week, we find out if there will ever be a real-life Dr Doolittle. Hi, my name is Hannah Hockley and I'm from Bristol and I wondered, will we ever be able to have a conversation with animals? So what's the scientific possibility of this and what do we count as a conversation anyway? We call up somebody who spends his working week looking into these very questions. Hello, my name is Eric Jarvis. I am an associate professor in neuroscience at the Duke University Medical Center in Durham, North Carolina. There are several ways of thinking about what it means to have problems with animals. Maybe working way is reciprocal vocal communication, that is spoken language, which we humans do with each other. Surprisingly, we can do this in a rudimentary fashion with some animals that can learn to speak, like African gray parrots. These species are vocal learners meaning that they have the ability to imitate sounds. And then there are the forms of communication, where an animal such as dogs will understand human speech words but not be able to produce them. And many animals, including monkeys or um, cats and so on, will be able to understand and to produce facial expressions, eye movements, body language, so to speak, and other forms of communication. But if we think about the first type of communication that we humans have, so vocal intelligence, reciprocal communication, is this possible with animals? I believe that many animals have a greater capacity for complex understanding of what we call comprehension of sounds, but not the ability to produce those sounds. My research has shown that those animals that have the ability to produce them, that is to produce the imitated sounds like humans, have specialized areas in their forebrains that control vocal learning and the production of the learned sounds. And these areas have so far not been found in the species that can't do vocal learning. Further, we've been investigating ways in which we can manipulate the brain circuits of such non-human animals to determine if we can do better control of their vocalizations. If successful one day, in my lifetime or later, then yes, I believe we will be able to communicate with other animals more verbally in a reciprocal manner than what we do now. So neuroscientists are tweaking with the vocal learning centers at the front of the brains of animals, altering the activity in these circuits to learn how they work. And they think that in the future, we may be able to have more reciprocal vocal conversations with a number of different animals. Sticking with expressing ourselves, we pose our next question. Hello, I'm George Cotterelli from Wirral. And my question for the Naked Scientists is, was prehistoric art, like cave paintings, only done in caves, or is that the only place untouched enough for it to be preserved? So, did our ancestors paint and draw all over the place, or did they just hang their artworks in caves? 
Send us your thoughts by posting on our Naked Scientists Facebook page, tweet at Naked Scientists, email chris at thenakedscientist.com or join in the debate on our forum, which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum com or join in the debate on our forum which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum the naked scientists question of the week brought to you in association with the how to wisman foundation supporting science and education from alpha to omega